All right, y'all, let's cut the music. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. This is a live hashtag CB99 Talks. So, you know, don't think it's pre-recorded. I'm live for this episode 135. Man, um, I've been trying to jump on here earlier throughout the week, but I've been busy. Because, you know, I know y'all want to talk about these fights coming up. We got some good fights. Got like, what, four? Got about four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So what's up, man? Um, yeah, we here. It's getting cold out my way, man. I'm getting a little... I'm not getting a cold. I'm just saying it's, it's getting a little cold, though. It's getting a little chilly out here. Um, yeah, we back. What's going on? It's time, man. Uh, one more night. tomorrow. By tomorrow night, some people will be crying and some people will be cheering. Let me put it that way. Some people will be crying and some people will be cheering. For whoever, I don't know. Right? That's how it goes. I mean, whoever's whoever's gonna win this fight, somebody's gonna be crying. And whoever loses, somebody gonna somebody gonna be cheering. However you want to look at it. Let me just put it that way. All right. I'm just saying. But yeah, man, let's uh let's talk about some of these fights. We got some good ones, man. Um all levels, man. I mean, really. You know, you got some newcomers, then you got the, the you know, the Tracy Cortez and Jasmine's kind of like third tier, second tier. You know, it's not a bad fight. Loopy and Elise Reed, not a bad fight, right? Then, of course, you got the championship fight. And I've been liking this energy from a lot of people, you know, right now because everybody's up in arms about this fight. Everybody got their reasons on why Valentina's going to lose. Everybody got their reasons on why Grasso going to lose. You know, everybody wants their fighter to win. That's how it looks, right? And um, sometimes people downplay another fighter just to make their fighter look good. You know, I've seen those, I've seen those picks. I've seen those looks. But I think the one thing we can all agree on or we should be all all agreeing on is the fact that this is going to be a close fight man this is going to be a close fight nobody knows the definitive answer nobody has a crystal ball in front of their face saying grasso gonna win for sure valentina's gonna win for sure you know you know them days are done those days are done now I mean, when we seen Valentina fight Lauren Murphy, all right, we all said Valentina will win that fight. Valentina fought Caitlin Chikagin. We all said she will win that fight. There's a lot going into those type of fights. But nowadays, you know, it's a new day, new era. You got new fighters stepping their game up. They're not just uh, coming in with the same tricks. You know, they're not coming in with the same respect. But also... Like I said, this is a fight on the level, too. So I can't say just because Alexa Grasso won and finished Valentina the first time that Valentina is like some type of exposed fighter that's going to lose easily. Right? Hold on one second. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people think that there's going to be some kind of cakewalk for Grasso. I don't think it is. You know, and some people think that Valentina's going to make this easier. You know, she made such a simple mistake and she won't do it again. But no, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a hard fight, man. This is really going to be a hard fight. 
All right, what's up? Oh, this is interesting. He said Valentina been shaky ever since Jennifer Meyer. Ooh, yes. Ooh, really? <laughs> I don't know about that. He said she's been shaky since Jennifer Meyer. Wow. I don't think so, man. You know, everybody got a tough fight. She lost one round in that fight, man, and we all said, well, I didn't say it. A lot of people said that, oh, Valentina been exposed by one round in one fight. Nah. But anyways, yeah, everybody, everybody's looking ready. Zama said both are looking ready. I think both fighters are ready. So if you want your fighter to look good, this is for the Grasso fans. If you want your fighter to look good, you better be giving Valentina credit. You know what I mean? Because she about to fight a tough former champion. Because if you downplay her, then you're telling me that, you know, your fighter is fighting bums or, or like, or so y'all like to call you know, that's how people always say they'd be like, oh, man, that person ain't nothing. They're going to get knocked out. Well, you 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 know what you're doing, right? You're making your fighter look like they're fighting nobodies. Right. And we all know that Valentina is not a nobody. She's she's miles from a nobody. Miles from a nobody, man. She is not a nobody. Oh, Sage, what's up? Sage said this before I jump into the talk. Let's say. Sage said that boxing is a huge problem for anyone at 125, but Valentina knows how to handle it. It's either Grasso by KO or Shevchenko by destruction. Anywhere. Okay. Six, what's up? Six says it's going to be a good fight. What's going on, man? Definitely going to be a good fight. Like Zama said, both both of them look ready. Mastermind said there is a stat showing women at 35 years old lost decisively in title fights at the at the uh, 111 besides Val had that EA cursed on her. Uh-uh. And don't forget. Grasso got that curse too. They they done made her a belt. You know, we'll talk about that though. They done made her a belt. Let's see running Rene in here. What's up? Easy, of course. And Marcus Bell and Lolita. She said, "Was I on yet? I am on now." Easy said, uh, my pick is personal. Valentina spouted so much BS on that panel. I had to pick Grasso. Oh, wow. That's what got you your pick, man. I knew you was on the fence like me, but that's what got you to pick her, man. Is it because you mad or because you think that she's feeling like, or you feeling like she's not focused like she should be? Do you think she's like overlooking something? Cause I don't, I don't take Easy to be somebody in his feelings about a fight now. Easy, you know what I mean. You ain't gonna be in your feelings, right? Your pick is based off of feeling like Valentina is overlooking something. I, I, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Cause when Valentina says something like, "I didn't learn anything from that first fight," that's what would kind of have me a little shaky. Not the fact that she's, you know, talking junk. I mean, if a person talks junk, then I'm like, okay. They talking junk, but they can still go in there and win. But if they tell me something like uh, they're not learning from that last fight or they're ignoring certain things, then that might sway my pick this way. You know what I mean? I'm assuming that's what you mean, Easy. When you when she said that, that might have got you like, uh oh, you know, Grasso's more so focused, huh? I'm confident and locked in Grasso with the rematch. About stoppage. I'm putting huge money on this. All right, Mastermind been right the first time. So it could be that way. Easy. So I'm still, I think she's still overlooking. She made it sound like she was dominating the loss because we threw a spin kick. She's still not respecting Grasso's win. You got to respect that win. 
that win was legit. The win was not a behind-the-back knockout. It was not my eyes closed, Hail Mary type of left hook that just knocks out in the first round. It wasn't like Valentina heard the bell and turned around and then Grasso clocked her or something like that. You know what I mean? It was 100% legit. It was a good competitive fight the first time where you could say Valentina was ahead, but then Grasso took the win because Grasso was in the fight always, always, always into the fight. She was always in the fight, even when she was behind because going into the fight, third, the fifth round could have been two to two, right? But uh, yeah, let, let, let's um let's let's start at the bottom here, man, because I want to do some um I want to do some talks about some other fights here um before we get back onto this. Let, let y'all hold off on that, all right? Um, let's start with the first fight on this card because I'm gonna be on calling this card, man. All right, let's look at these strawweights right here. Let's talk about the strawweights first. We got Josephine Newton and Marnik Man. Now. I, I like this matchup a little better than Yasmin Lucindo for Josephine Newton. Now, the first fight, the first matchup, it could have gone. Newton probably could have won. You know, she could, but Lucindo's a monster. I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe for that fight for her yet. You know, first fight into the UFC, that that wasn't a good idea. You know, they they started not to give Newton a contract because she just won a decision a few weeks ago. But they needed a late replacement, so they got Newson. They signed her. And then when Newson is replacing an opponent, Yasmin Lucindo gets an, inter- an injury. Hope she's doing all right, too, because, you, know, you know, I think she's a good fighter. You know, I think, you know, she's a really solid, dangerous strawweight on the come up. So I hope she's good. Um, so with Lucindo out. They signed up Marnik Man, and I kind of thought that too. I was like, when I heard Marnik Man got signed, I was like, you know what? They might be trying to fill in the fill in. You know, they they trying to get a late replacement here, so they get Marnik Man. And my thoughts: better matchup, you know, better matchup for both for Newton. Definitely, you know, you don't want to go in there taking on somebody dangerous like that in your first fight, like they did Teresa Blader. You know, so I think this is a good matchup. Both making their debut. Um, Josephine Newsom, you know, good Muay Thai fighter. She's really physically strong. Um, She can go in there and dominate. Like, I think she missed some moments to get the finish against Isis Rubik in her last fight. You know, she's undefeated right now. Yeah, she she is undefeated, right? Let me make sure. I know um, I'm thinking of Isis Rubik because, yeah, of course, she's not undefeated. But, yeah, Josephine Newsom is like 7-0. And and six and oh, six and oh, six and oh, she's legit to me. This girl's legit to me. All right, you know, she's got physical strength, some more tie, good takedown defense. I think she's pretty decent on the ground as well for the level that she's been on. You know, she's uh fought some decent competition at her level, and the fighter she's taking on, you know, is not too too difficult, you know, not too difficult of a fighter. And um, Marnik Matt, well, like too high of a level you know marnik man's on the level four uh marnik man very you know scrappy wrestler what i've seen in some of her fights you know she's strong she'll go in there and bulldoze you and try to take you down 
You know, she's got that strength. She's a dog. You know, she's six and one. On cont contender series didn't go her way last year. You know, she got knocked out in the second round by a head kick against Bruno Brazil. You know, so hopefully, you know, striking defense is something that she's working on and striking period. Because um, Josephine Newsom has a good head kick, too. You know, she caught Isis for beat with a good head kick and about knocked her out. You know, she caught her right on the jaw. So somebody like Newsom in this type of fight, you know, I can see her setting up her range and giving some problems to um, Marnik man like that. When Marnik tries to go in for those takedowns or if she tries to dip her head low and, you know, try to step in and go for those, uh, you know, just shoot for just drop a level or shoot, shoot for a takedown to get hurt, you know, but, um, let me see. Yeah. She's six and one and she's about five foot too, you know, so five foot with a 64 inch reach. I think that's, that's kind of long reach for, a, you know, a young woman that's about five foot, you know, so she's a little low to the ground, but she can, she can um, use that long reach to her advantage. Cause let me see. Josephine Newsom is 5'3 with a 60-inch reach. That's kind of strange, ain't it? She's five, she's three inches taller, but Marnik Mann has the longer reach here. So we'll see how she can use that to her advantage, man. Let's see if she can step in with a long jab or a long overhand right to get in and take like Josephine down to the ground. Cause I, I think that's gonna be her best bet, taking this fight to the ground and you know, putting that strength on her and that wrestling. But I think Josephine is really strong and, you know, she has some power on her kicks and her punches. So let's see. Sage said, I want to see Newsom get violent and get the KO tomorrow. She missed her contract twice due to a decision fighter. Yeah. Uh, you said she missed it twice. Did she go for a, I thought that was her first time in the contender series. Or do you mean like before, like they didn't sign her before? Yeah, because she, uh, that was her first time fighting on the contender series, Sage. Do you mean like something happened before that? Like where she could have got signed behind the scenes? Yeah, her last finish was about two years ago in 2021. So, yeah, I think, you know, with getting signed, you definitely have to turn it on. You know, you got to turn it on in this type of fight. All right, so um, if I had to pick in this one, I'm going to go with the fighter I think is a little more well-rounded, and that's Josephine Newton. Um, Easy say you think it's 50-50. I, I, I think that Newton's a little bit stronger, and I think she's fought a little tad bit better combination, and she has some good, you know, she has some good, takedown defense too but that that strength i think like against the clinch is really going to play a big factor like once she tries it once martin tries to take her down she's going to get her she's going to be able to reverse and get her to the cage and you'll see josephine newson use that strength in them tie in that tie clinch on her so i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick uh newtonisms from by either decision or like a late round stoppage man yeah all right all right, so before we jump to the next fight, let's see. Yosef said thoughts on Mitchell never been submitted coming up against Rojas. Got a feeling that Mitchell pulls it off. You think Mitchell, Mitchell's got that fight? 
let me hold off on that one. I'll talk about that. Uh, Robot Chicken, what's up? He said, Robot, did you watch Contender Series? Great fight from uh, Pulaski. She was victorious. Yeah, I watched it. It was a good fight. Yeah, that girl was, um, that girl was tough. That girl was tough, man. There were some good exchanges. You know, Pulaski was getting a little confident in there, you know, to the point where she was dropping her hands, but she knew she had that power. You know, she had that power and, you know, she was landing some good shots. But, you know, when she got it to the ground, very, very effective. You know, so, yeah, she earned her contract. All right. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Newt. I'm going to lean a little towards Newton in this one. But, you know, anything can happen in these situations and the unranked fighters. I don't know what could happen. Somebody might decide to show up or not show up in this type of fight. Right. So we'll see. Um. But, yeah, I lean towards Newton. Who do y'all got in this fight? If y'all been watching these girls before, you know, who do you who do you got? All right, let's jump to this other strawweight fight here real quick. I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Loopy, um, yeah, so here was a situation for y'all didn't know. Elise Reed was going to fight Lucindo, but um, Loopy was, no, 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 no. Elise Reed was going to fight Lucindo, right? Yeah, Loopy was going to fight Sam Hughes, but Sam Hughes had to pull out due to an injury. So, Loopy has to take on Elise Reed now. Elise Reed gets bumped up to fight Loopy, and they sign Newsom to take on Lucindo, who's now out, and she's fighting Marnik Man. So it was just like a musical chairs type of thing, you know, just some rotation going on here. But, yeah, Loopy versus Elise Reed. All right, so Loopy, let's see, she's like 10-3 and three now. She looked good in her last fight against Emily Ducote. Um, the Cynthia Cavillo fight, I thought that was kind of close. That that was a close fight of hers. Um, Loopy's been taking a lot of short notice fights too. You know, she she'll fight, you know, and I think that's good, but at the same time, I like to see her, you know, take the time off to, you know, get 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 a little bit sharper. And I'm glad that there was a little period here where she was kind of had some downtime. You know, she had about four months this time to get some work in, you know, in between from now and the Emily Ducote fight, you know, so. And also she's working with Alexa Grasso. I think that's good that she's got a chance to, um, you know, kind of get some work in with a good champion, you know, good fighter, you know, got a good camp this time. So that's going to bring out the best in her because Loopy, I think, has a lot of good things, but. Sometimes that IQ is a little suspect. You know, there's been times where she's made some not the best choices in there. You know, even like in the Cavillo fight, like you don't see her wrestling enough anymore. You don't really see her throwing. Uh, I think she throws a lot of power shots. That's why sometimes she'll kind of gas a little bit, you know. But I think some of the things she's worked, some of the things that she's working on now, I think that you'll see a much better version of Loopy in a fight with Grasso. I mean, since she can't, she had a camp with Grasso, you know, since she worked with Grasso, I think you'll see some uh, sharpness in her. But let's see. Yeah, she got got beat by Angela Hill last year. You know, I, that was convincing loss. Before that, she had won against Carlosi, Loma. 
But yeah, the last two fights, like the Cavill fight was close, but the Dakota fight, yeah, she won that cleanly. But yeah, she was taking like some quick, quick fights, you know, like back, almost back to back from the month, you know, from month to month. So I think having some time out, she she got some work in, you know, get that work in. It's going to kind of slow her down and kind of, you know, show her that you got to be a little bit more technical. Um, Elise Reed. I think it's a good fight for, you know, to see where she's at now. You know, I know it's it's dangerous. It's definitely dangerous, but got to see where she's at. Got to see what she's been working on behind the scenes. You know, I know she's what, uh, three and three in the UFC. You know, her fights that she's won came up against the lower fighters. I know she stepped it up to fight against Loma Laboot and he came up short, got submitted, got finished by Sam Hughes. So, you know, this this might be, you know, dangerous fight for her, but this got to be the one to tell us, okay, if she has it or not, you know, is, it, is this going to be the one where she shows up and she's able to get some more work in and start using that jab? You know, I think Elise Reed has a good right hand. You know, she has that Taekwondo background, but you need to see her incorporate some boxing a little bit more, you know, fighting off a jab and, um, using that um, footwork to set up better counter counter kicks and counter punches. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not seeing her throw enough counters in her fight. So, like, setting them up off a jab. Like, she'll land her right hand, but, you know, it's not set up by a jab. You know, that jab helps you, like, take your opponent apart, pick them apart, and it sets up the big punches, you know? So, um, this fight here, I see some pressure from a fighter like Loopy, you know, or being able to use her wrestling, get it to the ground. But for Elise Reed, you know, it has to be the jab in the face, work that nose, you know, because even though I see Loopy having success with her hands, you know, she can be hit too. You know, she, she throws a lot of power shots. She can get in and land, but she also gets landed on too. You know, Angela Hill showed that, you know, you mix a little tricky footwork in there and combinations on her, you know, you can, you can outpoint her, you know, so person, personally, I don't see any reason why Elise Reese should lose this fight. I mean, there's a, there's tape out there. There's tape on how to beat her. You know, if you got the footwork, you like to move and you got the high kicks and you got the strikes, you should be able to go in there and put that together on a fighter like Loopy. But, you know, Loopy's been working with Grasso. I don't know what type of changes they made behind the scenes. So we'll see. Um, so with that being said, I think I'm going to lean towards Loopy in this fight. You know, I think that um, she does have just some of the natural things that we've seen in some of her other fights that would offset Elise Reed, you know, the takedowns, you know, the strength on the ground, you know, the way she got finished it. The way she got finished against fighters like Sarge, uh, Sam, and um, what is her name? Even Loma Labutney. That's what I'm saying. Like Loma got a submission win over over Elise Reed too. You know, I think Elise Reed has some good skills, but you know, that takedown defense. You know, it's just the takedown defense and the lack of a jab that's kind of kept her behind in these fights. You know, so I think that I'm gonna have to go with Loopy in this one. I think Loopy she can get a finish in this fight especially with the way she's turning up. I think that 
I have to go with Loopy in this one by finish. I don't know what round, but I think she she'll get it. Who do y'all got? Let me see. Easy said he got Loopy the finish in the second round. Gabby said Loopy, Lucinda Corey, McKenna will probably get ranked now that Tisha Torres is out. Yeah, just so y'all know, Tisha Torres is just out because she's inactive. Like she's not done with the UFC. Like they didn't kick her out the UFC. She's not cut. She didn't get cut. She will be back. She will be back. She put that out there. All right. Okay. So, yeah, that's my pick. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna rock with Loopy in this one. I think she has this fight. Well, let's see. I want to move on through. I want to move on through. Sage, a couple of comments here. Sage said Loopy's top ten, top fifteen material give her Tisha Torres number ten spot after this win. Okay. All right. Close from said Loopy ain't no beast now. Well, that's um. I don't know, like, you mean she's not, like, tough anymore? I think she still has a toughness about her. But what she really needs is not to prove she's a beast anymore. She got to prove to be a smarter fighter, in my opinion. You know, you got to be a smarter fighter in there. Got to be smart, especially if you get to this top level. Because that's why Angela Hill beat her. Like, being a beast wasn't going to beat Angela Hill. You know, you got to be smart in that type of fight. You know? All right, so... I think I'll, yeah, I'm going with Loopy in this fight. My finish, I don't know what round, though. All right, let's 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 jump to uh, 125. Oh, boy, let's, let's see this fight. Let's see. Let's see what kind of action this fight brings us. Let's talk this fight. Tracy Cortez and Jasmine. It's Jasuda Vicious, but I call it Jazzy Vicious. But I'm going to just call it Jasmine. Um... Tracy Cortez, let's see, Tracy Cortez versus Jasmine Jazzy Vicious. This is actually an interesting fight, you know. It's a good top 15 fight. We all been asking where is where where's Tracy been? We all been saying where's Tracy been? River Rat said combo breaker. I love your YouTube channel. I thanks, man. Appreciate that. All right. Let me pull this. I want to pull this uh, record up here. Tracy Cortez. I want to see when was the last time she fought. All right. So let's see. Tracy Cortez versus Jasmine. This this should be a good fight. This is going to be a battle of wrestling and some strength, man. Mm, man. Let me see. Hold on. All right. I'm just letting this stuff pull up. Close from South responding to someone in the comments calling her beast. She got a low fight IQ. Why she didn't use her wrestling against Angela Hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's a beast, though. I mean, like, as far as her toughness. But, yeah, she's got a low fight IQ. Hopefully, that's, you know, that the Camp McGrath is going to rub off on her. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Okay, here we go. Tracy Cortez. Let's see. Tracy Cortez hasn't fought since May of 2022. So it's been about a 16 month layoff. It's been a year and some change for Tracy Cortez. Her. Let's see her streak in the UFC. is 4-0. She beat Vanessa Mello, Stephanie Edgar, Justine Keish and Melissa Gatto. All the lower fighters, you know, is going to come up. She hasn't fought like a top level top 15 fighter yet 
Melissa Gatto, that was a legit win. Yeah, it, it was legit. But now she's stepping it up against Jasmine. Jasmine, Jasmine's not a Jasmine ain't no slouch now. Jasmine ain't no slouch. Like this girl here, let's see. Beat Kay Hansen. Okay. Lost to Natalia Silva. We see why. She beat Gabriela Fernandez and Miranda Maverick with um her physical strength and her wrestling. So just looking at these two right here, it's gonna come down to Tracy Cortez, you know, using her wits in this fight, I believe. Because she does, she she's got the wrestling. I think she has the wrestling and the top control to handle a fighter like Jasmine. But I think that Jasmine's got a lot of heart and she's so durable. You know, she's very durable. So that's kind of like thing you have to get past. You know, once you can, if you can get her respect or you can manage your range with her, you know, you can, you can win the fight. Like there's a blueprint there. Natalia Silva's much smaller than Jasmine, but she used her speed and she used her, her striking, you know, good boxing, you know, and so just some overall good punches and good takedown defense on Jasmine. I'm going to say Natalia Silva. Did Natalia Silva get like a sneaky takedown on Jasmine? Seemed like I want to say she did toss her or like she threw her or took her down one time in that fight. Can't remember. I know she dropped Jasmine. I know she dropped her with a left hook. You know, I know she did drop her in that fight. All right, let's see. Jasmine's no longer ranked. Okay. Tracy Cortez is number 14. So, yes, yeah, is a good return fight. You know, she's fighting an unranked fighter right now just to kind of get back into the mix. But, again, this is a good move for Jasmine, man, because when she beat Miranda, gave her a top 15. But now she's out because Kareem Silva. But she gets to bounce back and fight another ranked fighter in Tracy Cortez. So, Jasmine's got a lot riding on this fight. You know, she wins this. She can take that number 14 spot. And knock Tracy right out the rankings, you know. So um, I think this fight's gonna be good, man. I think this is gonna be good. It's gonna be a tough, scrappy fight. Um, I think that you know Jasmine's gonna be bringing the bringing the pressure, and it's on Tracy to be the matador in this fight. You know, I think she has to be the matador. You know, she's got to be the one turning angles, landing good counter shots. You know, utilizing her left hook. When Jasmine steps in, boom, catch her on the chin and surprise her with the takedowns. You know, wear her down before you start trying to wrestle back with her, you know, because that's Jasmine's main go-to is to pull you down. You know, she's the type of fighter that puts you on the cage, wants to wrestle you there, put all that weight on you, you know, get you down to the ground, get a little dirty, you know, start rubbing them gloves in your eyes like she did to Miranda. So you got to be careful of that. Um, so I think for Tracy Cortez, She's got a good mix going into this fight. I think she has some decent hands, enough where she can pop Jasmine to get some respect or at least knock her back, make her think twice about coming in. But she's also got some size to her, too. You know, Tracy Cortez has got some size to her, too. Um, let me let me pull up this, this height difference here. I want to see because I think Jasmine's like 5'8", five, 5'7". Hold on. 
Well, they list Tracy Cortez at about five four. Okay, you know, but she's she's got some size to her. She's sixty five and a half inch reach. Jasmine's about five six. All right, she looks about to be, looks to be about five seven to me. She's she's probably one of the biggest flyweights in the division right now to me. Well, next to like Tyler Manone, you know, those those are some big flyweights right there. But I think you know, in the lower half, Jasmine's one of them big fighters. You know, but. I think Tracy's got the the size, the counter, you know, and the, the wrestling skill. You know, I've seen how she can control on the top, how she can control in the clinch. And, you know, she can land some decent hands. A um, little bit more technically sound. Whereas Jasmine, I think that she depends on her chin and her durability. But her striking is getting a little bit better, man. You know, when she come forward, her striking is getting a little bit better. You know, she she can pump that jab, too, because she did pump it out on Miranda a few times, that good one, too. She was putting her back with a couple of those straight punches, and then she would, you know, try to drop that level and take her down, then use that size to just put 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 a lot of strength on her. Let me see, Jasmine's 34, too. Wow. Yeah, and she's on a mission right now. You know, when you're that age, you know, she's trying to get, she's trying to, get to that belt, so. That's another thing that's motivation for Jasmine. I'm, I'm telling you, sometimes age is a motiv. It's a it's a motivation for some of these fighters, you know. So I'm, I'm thinking you got to be careful in this one for Tracy. Uh, Tracy's 29. That little long layoff could come into effect. But with what I was saying about as far as being well rounded, you know, a little bit more technical, and just having that dog in her, you know, Tracy's got some dog in her. Tracy Cortez has some dog in her, and I think she'll be able to counter in this one. She won't fall for those same trips that some of the other fighters have. I'm going to pick Tracy Cortez by decision in this fight. Robot Chicken said Tracy's had some good scrambles against Melissa Gatto. She did. Yeah, she did. Bluebird said Jasmine is taller, but Tracy's a bit thicker. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I think that Tracy's got enough size to be able to counter, unlike some of these other girls. You know, Natalia Silva, Speed saved her. Miranda, you know, she got she was overpowered because she at times got mixed in trying to wrestle with the bigger fighter. And, you know, that wasn't going to work. Um, Tracy Cortez, I think she's got the size, man. I, I think she's got the size to uh, counter. You know, she's not that small. She may not be as tall as Jasmine. But, yeah, she's got some thickness because she she was she did fight at Bantamweight once. You know, she fought. Stephanie Edgar at 135. So, yeah, she's um, she's she's naturally strong too. So, if I had to pick in this one, if it don't go Tracy's way, look, I think it's probably because of the layoff. I'm gonna go ahead and say it now, not making excuses, but come on, let's be real. She's been out for a long time. Where has Jasmine been active? Um, I'm gonna go with Tracy though. I'm gonna go with Tracy Cortez. What about y'all? Who y'all got in this one? <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Gabby said, even with some improvements by Jazzy, I still think Natalia Silva will 27-30. Oh, yeah, I think um, that's just a bad style matchup. Tate said, I've never seen Cortez hurt someone on the feet. Hope tomorrow she gets something. Yeah, I don't, she's not really that type of fighter. She's more of like a fighter that can neutralize. You know, she can, like, neutralize you and tame you, but she can't really, like, hurt you. I've never seen her hurt anybody. Aaron Blanchfield, on the other hand, whew, you seen that girl about choke people out, you know, about break people's arms, knock them out, do some violent things in there. But 
let me look at Tracy Cortez's resume. Okay, she's got a ground and pound finish, guillotine, and a rear naked choke. Wow, that's it. Her last finish was five years ago. Yeah, man. So you're right. You ain't seen it. Yeah, you you rarely see Tracy Cortez hurt anybody. It's been five years since she's like finished somebody. And before that. Let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, she got a ground and pound win back in 2018 and a rear naked choke. And that's it. She's only finished two people in her career. So, yeah, it, it is. Like I said, she is like a neutralizer and just somebody that can find ways to win, you know. But she's not really like that finisher. You know, she's that ground, ground control specialist, top control specialist, you know, a wrestler, cage wrestler and a ground wrestler. But guess she's not really like a finisher like that you know one one t one ground and pound victory on the ground and you know one submission win throughout her whole career so um yeah like if she does anything in this fight i i, I could just see her being you know a decision winner in this one really pretty much yeah she's not a finisher she's not a finisher but she's doing something right because, you know, it's her IQ. Her IQ is she's getting the victories. And that's why I'm always saying, like, when people always knock people when they don't get finishes, you know, it's OK. It's OK. <laughs> it's OK. You don't always have to finish people. You know, people are saying that every time. No, when I see people get to the top, I'm like, yo, the fights are getting harder now. You know, the fights are getting harder. You know, you're, you're not going to be able to finish everybody. Well, she's not finishing people now so you know be used to it don't think of her as a boring fighter just think of her as somebody that likes to go in there and get the victory and that's how it happens sometimes you know not everybody's a knockout artist or a submission specialist but i'm gonna go with tracy in this one i pick against jasmine again you know <laughs> and it ain't nothing against jasmine no it definitely ain't anything against her i was picked against her man like i picked against against natalia silva i won that one no 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 i didn't pick against her against Kay hansen i picked her to beat Kay hansen i picked her against Kay hansen okay i picked against her and natalia silva did i pick against her about gabriella fernandez fight i don't think i did i think i did i think i did yeah you know i picked against her against miranda too so <laughs> But this one here, man, I, I think that Tracy's going to win this fight. I think Tracy's going to win this one. So, yeah. All right. So, hold on. So, with that, let's jump to this. Hold on. Gabby said, who do you – wait, you think – do you think Miranda Maverick could make 115? I don't think so. I don't think so. She got a lot of muscle mass. I don't think she could make 115. If she did, she wouldn't. I don't think it would be healthy. I don't think she could make 115 and be healthy. Zama said, I remember Cort Cortez versus Keish. That was too close for comfort. Well, you know, Justine Keish is many people knock her. Like when she turns it on, that girl's active. She can move. You know, she has some good technical skills about her. I think Justine Keish has some pretty good skills. Like, when she's turned on, like, 
her striking is good. You know, I think her striking and movement is good. Uh, you know, <laughs> like he said, Justin keeps making girls look foolish over in Bellator. That's what I'm saying. Like, she got enough. You know, she got enough for her tank. She was beating the Sabina Mazo before she got caught with the head kick, remember? She was winning that fight. So, you know, I think that she does have a little something. All right, Sage said Jasmine wants to be the next Ioana. I think tomorrow she's going to look like – she's just going to look like Jasmine. Yeah, she can't be Ioana. You, you know, Ioana, like, oh, man, like, they have the similarities as far as, like, their durability and their toughness. But, you know, nah, man, Ioana's gas tank and her work ethic and her speed. Nah, Ioana just on another level when it came to that. You know, you can't be no Ioana like that. All right, so let's see before we jump to the next one. Jasmine said, Jasmine was too big to be losing to Silva. I don't care how fast Jasmine is. I don't care how fast Silva is. Jasmine should have used her size in wrestling, but she did not a good look. Yeah, she wasn't prepared for that. She was not ready for that. She got pieced up and dropped in that fight. She just wasn't ready for that. But here's what I'm ready for. Here's what I'm ready for. All right, y'all. Let's talk about the main event a little bit. Let's talk about the main event. Alexa Grasso running it back, giving Valentina Shevchenko a chance to get her groove back. One more night, man. Um, first off, I got to say, uh, I'm going to say it again. If this was a pay-per-view, I would have paid for it. I, I would pay for this fight. I'm a little disappointed it's not a pay-per-view. But then again, I'm not. You know, I'm tired of paying for pay-per-views. But at the same time, if this was a pay-per-view, I would have paid for it. Because this is a good main event. This really is. You know, the first fight was on a pay-per-view. Of course, it wasn't the main event. But it it, it really is a good matchup. It the, the, the result from the first fight to me just built this one up more to be a better to be to me to be on a like bigger event. That's just me. Um, let's see. Because the first fight, hold on, let me see the first fight. I know it's back in March. I just want to see what number it was on the card. Hold on, hold on, hold on, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> double knockout tomorrow. That would be funny. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. Okay, let's see. So, yeah, because the first fight was on UFC 285 back in March, about six months ago. Yeah, the Jones God card. Yeah, it was the co-main event. It was the co-main event. So I'm thinking that, you know, if this fight did that well or was good, you know, it turned turned out to be a good matchup. It was upset. You know, they would risk making this thing a main event. Because to me, it's a little bit more exciting than Nunez Aldania. I, I would definitely. Well, I did buy Nunez Aldania, but I'm saying, like, if I had to choose... I would pay for Grasso Shevchenko too before I would Nunez Aldana. If I had to choose, I I mean I bought that car, but 
if I had to choose, I would I would say this is more pay-per-view worthy. That's just me. Say said folks would have been outraged at a pay-per-view for this card. Also, Rasso is serious about this date. I can't complain. Wait, wait, folks would have been outraged at a pay-per-view. They you think they would have been? I don't know. Like to me, I think it was worth it. You know, it'd have been worth it to me. But anyways, it's going down tomorrow. It is going down tomorrow. And a lot's been said from both fighters. You know, a lot's been said. <clears throat> and, you know, some interesting things on Valentina's part has been have been said. And it's kind of got people wondering, you know. First off, I just want to address that belt again. You know, that new belt. I'm surprised that they dropped it on her like that. Like, it seemed like to me, like the wise choice would have been to make the belt and then surprise her kind of like, I know the WBC be doing that in boxing. They always be making special belts and all that, all of this and all of that. Like maybe they should have just made the belt and then surprised her if she won the fight. You know what I mean? Like that's just me. Cause when you make the other belt, it's just like, okay, well, if this is going to be her customized belt, are you going to give it to Valentina? If Valentina wins, if I was Valentina, I'd be like, yo, give me my old belt and I'm going to take that one too. <laughs> Just to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you made this belt, but she don't deserve a belt right now. If I beat her, like, let me let me get that belt too. You know? But anyways, yeah. Um, I just kind of thought that was weird. Yeah, they they went on and pulled out the new belt and gave it to Grasso like that before she even won the fight. So hopefully it's not like a hopefully it's not bad juju or anything like that. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Interesting. Interesting things been said. Some of the things that's been said on Valentina's part might seem a little shaky. You know, it kind of makes people wonder about, you know, Shevchenko's attitude going into this fight. Um, I know some of the things I've been seeing, you know, she seems like a fighter that is ready to get get some get back. You know, she's got that. That attitude, you know, she wants it. Interviews haven't been too long. You know, she's just been getting straight to the point. Hey, they ask him same old crazy questions, and she's just like, yo, getting on through it. There was one question somebody asked at the at the big press conference, and I kind of like how she kind of like snapped at the guy. Not snapped at him, but kind of made him realize his question didn't really make sense. Like, do y'all remember what I'm talking about? Like, I got to pull that. Th I meant the time stamp that. I, I just forgot, though, man. Like, somebody asked her a crazy question. And she was like, well, what do you think? You know, like, Valentina kind of had that attitude. Like, she was like, well, what do you think? You know, like, think about what you're saying. Like, I, I can't remember what it was the dude said, but I was like, thank you. Because some of these guys be asking crazy questions, man. I'm like, what do they be asking? Sometimes I'd be like, what y'all talking about? Or, or y'all just keep on drilling the girl until they give you the answer you want. But it's, she's like, it's not like that, you know? Dang, I can't remember what it was. Like, I'm trying to think of the question, man. But it was just funny because she, she made him kind of realize the question didn't make any sense. But, yeah, things like that. She just seems like ready to go. You know, Valentina seemed ready to go to me. But um, listening to some of the things she had said, at the other um, question, you know, the other Q&A, when um, 
asked about the fight. You know, she basically said that, oh, you know, I didn't, no, I didn't learn anything. I have to learn anything from that fight, you know, because it's like, you know, I'm still a good fighter. I'm still one of the best fighters. You know, I'm just do what I got to do to win this fight. You know, I don't have to learn anything new. You know, that's kind of like how she put it. And to me, I'm like, no, you still got to learn from it because if not, oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me stop. Sage said, yeah, they asked her about the belt and she said, how many other champs got? Got some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the question. That, thank you. You remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's the one I was talking about. Like, let me stop. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one right there. Yeah, that was the question. Because she was like, how many other people got that belt? Yeah, because he was like, do you think they should start making special belts for everybody or something like that? And she was like, how many other champs got belts like that? <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, to me, it was like, it wasn't like, you ain't even got to ask that. Don't even put that out there, man. It's like, what are you talking about? So, but there was other question too, man. Like one dude just kept drilling her down and I was like, she just gave you the answer, man. Chill. Just chill out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Valentin, I think, I think deep down and even in camp, you know, with Pavel and her team, they know what she needed to work on. Like she might not feel like it was a mistake in her heart, but they're going to tell her. You know, they're going to tell her and they're going to tell her what she needs to do and what she needs to work on and what she needs and what she needs to do less of in this fight. So maybe she's just saying one thing, but deep down, the actions are different. You know, the actions are different as far as in training. But sometimes ego can get in fighters way, you know, and ego can get in the fighters way. But to me, I'm like, hey, if you want that belt again, you better be a little bit more humble. But I, I think that's why, you know, some fighters that face that, that, that you know, they, they, they get humbled early in their career, you know, they know how to work through certain things, you know. But sometimes when it's been a long time since you faced adversity and you've been winning for such a long time and been on that streak, it can kind of be difficult. It can kind of be difficult, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard to bounce back. And um, it's hard to bounce back and take something, you know, it's hard to bounce back from something you never experienced before, you know, especially when it's been so long since you actually taken an L. But in this one, it's like the fashion you took the L, you know, the fashion that you took the L. This is something you never experienced before. So deep down, you probably know, but one part of you still wants to say, I don't need to learn anything. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. You know, it wasn't meant to be. But no, no, it is. It happened. It happened. There, there. Yeah, you, you, you had some mistakes in that fight. Grasso found out some things about you in that fight. No, no matter how you want to look at it, I can say she was winning the fight all day. But Grasso was showing us some things Lauren Murphy couldn't. Grasso was showing us things Caitlin Chikagan could. You know, Grasso showed us some things Jessica Andrade could, you know. So that's just how you have to take it. You know, you just have to go back and say, wow, like, this girl finished me. Play that thing back over and over again and just play it in reverse. Play the fight in reverse, you know. Go from round four to round one and say, what led to this? You know, you ever watch a fight backward before? Have I? I mean, that might be a thing, you know, watch the fight backwards and see if you can 
really found out what led to a certain point for, for you know like mentally like okay maybe this is where i started to to, to crumble or this is maybe maybe this is where i started to get a little frustrated you know what i mean okay easy said grasso also said in the interview there are more things that valentina does they have scouted as well not just a spinning kick she said they have studied her thoroughly and i believe it like i said earlier in the video i did i think that valentina just you know she just um well grasso just kind of scratched the surface you know what i mean like grasso just scratched the surface with it that was just one thing they studied but there's more things like the the, the striking was one i mean the number one the striking like before we get to the submission it's clear that they studied the striking you know so the striking was giving valentina something different to witness you know what i mean that was something different she's never had before so the striking right there alone was uh something on top you know just that that was that was before the the submission came but some of the other things i think from the first fight we didn't even get to witness yet you know what i mean like whatever they had we didn't even get to that yet so she'll bring that over to the, to sec to the second fight plus some new things so i don't know mm, i don't know how this one's gonna go man i still take it as a 50 50 fight believe me i'm just saying like if I was in in a corner of, of the bullet, I would be like, you know what? It 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 was an eye opener, you know. You have to take it as more than just a mistake, like a simple error. Like this girl just capitalized off something. No, like you were winning the fight again, but there was a direction this fight was going that we ain't never seen before. It was a rhythm that you ain't never seen before, you know. So I think Valentina Shevchenko attitude. Part of me, I like it because we're seeing some glimpses, but that little small shaky part of not wanting to accept it as a mistake on your part, you know, not wanting it. Everybody loses and they all admit it, like when they get knocked out or something or like they all go back to the drawing board. All fighters, you know, all fighters have to go back, back to the drawing board and, and figure out what they did wrong. You know what I mean? So it's not something to be it's not something to be ashamed of if that's what she thinks like she's not and that's another thing like valentina says they're not rich she don't come from an emotional family so maybe that's one of the things that's holding her back from facing humility full on you know what i mean you're not facing humility full on because she said we don't come from an emotional family like her mom wasn't very nurturing like that she was always like a coach to her she said that in the most recent interview, right? So I'm not lying. I'm not making this up. I'm just putting two and two together. If she says she wasn't emotional, then okay, humility is probably something that is not easy to face, right? It's not easy to face because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show some weakness. You know, you you gotta show some weakness there. You gotta show some weakness. You gotta feel exposed a little bit, ashamed, and it, it's hard to feel shame and weakness and humility. If you don't have that emotional side and they don't, she said they don't like she was never nurtured that way. So I hope that's not a downfall going into this fight. Being hard, being that wall is cool. But what happens when you get broken? You know, how are you going to rebuild? How are you going to rebuild it? 
you wouldn't just think that, oh man, I can't rebuild now. You know, the hardest I was was the hardest I was, and now I can't rebuild. But you got to. You just got to. So I hope that her team understands that it wasn't some something simple. It was just what <clears throat> just wasn't just some something simple. You know, Grasso was doing her job in there and they figured her out. And I think this fight could be worse if they don't get it. But what do y'all think in the comment section? Close or dominant fight? Either way. Like, who do you, do you see somebody dominating or do you see it a close fight either way? If you had to say it's dominant, Valentina or Grasso, or do you think it's just going to be a competitive fight? Do you think it's going to be tight? Do you think it's going to be close? But let me see. Ephraim said, I think Grasso could look even better in this fight while still losing the decision, if that makes any sense. Oh, no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Like, she could probably drop Valentina in this fight and make Valentina fight a very picky point fight. And we'll and we'll all say, oh, man, like, Valentina, oh, yeah, she won that, but ooh, she was scared in that fight. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that happening. Like, she could, like, Valentina could edge out, like, this split decision. But she could even she could look even worse by getting, um, you know, put on put on or behind a couple of times or like getting out grappled in certain exchanges and having to resort to like a very cautious point fight. You know what I mean? I can see that. Russell was switching stances like Crawford too had Val resetting all the time and she was darting in and out of range during Val to strike. I'm I'm telling people, man, that that southpaw stance. It, if you if you know the ins and outs of it in MMA, you bring it over from boxing. You can do some things with that, man. You can do some real things with that. That's why I always say, like, pure boxers coming in, they have problems with MMA. But if you know how to use boxing on on an MMA fighter the right way, it can be a dangerous weapon. For sure. All right. So um, let me look at some comments here before I get y'all some keys to victory here. Mastermind said not close. Grasso's dominant by a stoppage again. Sink said competitive. Marcus Bell said this is a 50-50 fight for me also up, up until it isn't. Easy said, I think it's going to be close. I think whoever sets the tone in the first round will win the fight, though. Sage said, Tevchenko can dominate. Grasso will not dominate Valentina, but she can TKO her after a nasty knockdown. Mastermind said, Grasso going to chin check that glass jaw again. That's not glass. Close from say it really depends on what Val shows up. So, yeah, it depends on Val in this fight. I think a lot of things depend on Val, you know, because... She's been owning this thing for so long. She's been owning this nickname. It's gotta, it's gotta be. But let's say, let's say if Grasso loses, man. Um, just jumping ahead, like you know, to me, like if anybody loses in this fight, I still take my hat off to him. If Grasso was to lose this fight, ain't nothing to be ashamed of. Definitely not. You know why? You know, that's something that's that people are already kind of seeing, too. Like, they think that she won the first fight and that she don't have any more, any anything else, right? She can't do it again. 
I, I think the opposite. I think she can do it again. Like Grasso's just getting started, to be honest. Like from from my perspective, I think she's just getting started. Even if she lost this fight, she's get, she's still getting started. I don't think she's mentally broken or she's not easy to break mentally. Grasso, that is. Um, if she lost this fight, I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of, man, because, you know, she's proven something to herself and to the fans that she can't step it up and be better. And, you know, she's done something nobody else could do. You know, she's done something nobody else could do and nobody wanted to do right away. You know, like we've heard fighters call Valentina out from the bottom. We've heard some fighters at the top say, oh, I don't want to fight her yet. I don't, you know, this girl's perfect. I, I don't want to jump on it. You know, but Grasso, she didn't necessarily call her out, but they gave her that fight. They gave her that fight, you know, once she was the only contender left at the time and she took it. You know, she took it and she and she made she made away with gold. So, yeah, like that's something nobody else could ever do. But like if she was to lose, ain't no, ain't no knock on her because I know she would be back. You know what she's bringing, she can she could beat some fighters. She could still beat some other fighters out there. Um, it, it and now if, if the bullets to lose, everybody gonna have to chill, man. If the bullet loses, ain't no shame. And ain't and it, and it ain't no like it ain't no exposure on like how bad a fighter she must have been. You know, because I know that's what a lot of people say. Like Valentina loses, people are gonna say she was never that good to begin with. No, Valentina's that good. That's why Grasso had to prepare in the fashion that she did. All right. People have to realize that Valentina is still a good fighter. She'll go down as a legend. And won't won't be no shame in her either, man. It's just her time, you know. It'll just mean it's her time. Her time is done. Her time is gone, you know. I don't want to hear nobody say she was overrated or anything like that. It's just saying that the time has come where somebody finally had the brains and the the guts to put it all together and say, this is how you got to beat her. You know what I mean? So if she loses, if either fighter loses, I don't want to hear any, any, you can talk, you can trash talk. Of course, we'll trash talk all day. But let's not say anything stupid now. Let's not say anything stupid like Valentina was this terrible fighter or this terrible overrated fighter, which you know she's not. Now let's not call Grasso some type of weakling that couldn't do it or was overrated when she clearly had a great game plan to beat her. I'm just preparing y'all now. You know, don't don't get to crying when your fighter loses like that. Start talking out all delusional now. Just warning you. Easy said, can you see Val being the Angela Hill of 125? Never. 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 <laughs> Let me say that again. Never. Never, never, ever. Ever. Oh, no, 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 no. Never, 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 never. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mastermind said Val is still a living legend. Got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. She didn't get the she didn't get the the cover of the game for no reason. Even even Grasso said it. So the Grasso fans, y'all better respect. No, 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 no. Yeah, the Grasso simps. Y'all Grasso simps. 
and there's a difference. You know, it's Grasso fans and Grasso simps. All right. Y'all simps better understand even your fighter, Grasso, she said Valentina deserves that cover. She said, hey, she deserved that cover. The girl put in a lot of work and she's a legend. Not in the exact same words, but she that's what she said. So it's like, yeah, like, don't get mad at the girl because she got the cover. Because some people said she ain't got the belt. Why she got the cover? Why you think? That's why. She's a legend. All right. All right. So um, let, let's let, let's take a look. Prediction is not that important to me in this one. I just really, really want a good fight because I was actually I was actually more. Um, I ain't gonna lie. <clears throat> I like both fighters. You know, I like Valentina, but I'm not like a diehard like most people. I was more hyped. I ain't gonna lie. Like, you know where my horse was at. My horse was the Manone fight, the Rose fight. You know, because some of y'all really wanted to see her lose. That's that's one I was like really, really hyped on. I, I'm telling you, my pick was right in that one. Okay, I was really going for it in that one. But this one, um, I'm gonna pick. But let me see. Like, let's look at some keys to victory. Let's look at some keys to victory, y'all. Make sure y'all hit that like button. It's after midnight, and we still rolling. Cause I came on late. I came on late. Robot Chicken said, "Combo's right. There's a difference between fans and simps, right? Yeah, and if you get mad, you you know you're a simp, then, right? Those simps are something else too, man. Those those oh man, those Rose and <clears throat> those Rose and Whaley simps are something else. Shout out to uh, Coach." See, coach, coach, he's been talking about dealing with the Whaley Simps or something, or something like that. I know because he did a video the other day. I got to deal with the Rose and the and the Whaley weirdos, man. I got to deal with both of them. I've been having to block some weird, like, generic names that keep coming up. Like, these weird generic name people. And, and they just be talking so weird. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I had to pull some up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk some keys to victory for Valentina first. All right. So, if I was in Valentina's corner, I think the number one thing for Valentina this time, I'm going to say this together. I think one thing she's need, she needs to jab and increase her volume. I think Valentina needs to jab and increase that volume a little bit more this fight because a boxer like Grasso and a boxer like Rose, they like they like that they like that slow pace, that patient pace that's nice at a range where they can control and they can breathe and they can pick their shots. You know what I mean? They don't have to worry about anything coming back. They got plenty of time to set up counters and study your body language. You know what I mean? So I think when Valentina is sitting back, you know, she's kind of doing that little twitch thing and that Muay Thai stance. Grasso's already reading that body language. She's got that down to me. You know, she's reading that. She knows how to counter that. She knows how to time it. So I think for Valentina, if she does like she did in the first fight, starts her jab early, you know, starts pumping that jab out early, it'll kind of offset Grasso's rhythm. The jab was landing too. You know, she lands it through the guard. 
it'll open up other punches and kicks. You know, if she throws that jab, it'll, you know, it'll keep Grasso thinking, you know, keep her thinking and keep her off beat. And then she increases that volume, you know, double the, triple the jab and start increasing, you know, the volume of kicks and the punches that she's throwing, you know, inside leg kicks and so on, you know, and um, you just kind of start pecking away at Grasso early and then get heavier with the shots at different times, you know. So I think her jab is a big part of this fight. That that jab, you know, the jab is a serious weapon that was working in the first fight. Um, and if she does that, I say the next thing is body kicks, man. Like the way, um, the way Grasso, you know, she keeps the high guard. It's not really in a position to grab a kick, whether it comes from the side or up the middle. Um, you got to slow Grasso down. You know, you got to take take away her speed by, you know, landing those body kicks, you know, hitting her in the ribs, you know, the side kicks to the body, you know, teeth kick her to the stomach a little bit. And, and, you know, throw those kicks to the stomach instead of throwing punches sometimes because, you know, the boxer is going to counter you up top. So I think a lot of body body work is good for early in this fight, you know, for Valentina to, to just to slow her down. Um defensively i think valentina needs to move her head man like this was a fight where that kind of got exposed like valentina's defense is distance management and her counter punching ability that slows a lot of fighters down but um when you see how she would step in in this fight her head was on the line a lot of the times that's why she was getting t- tagged up you know so i think taking her head off the line is going to be a key in this fight like you seen like boxer versus muay thai but the thing is, like, Grasso doesn't move her head a lot, but she has a boxer's guard. So she was blocking shots. So Valentina, if you're not going to keep a high guard, you got to move your head. You know, she's got to move her head in this fight because Grasso's going to hit her in this fight. Grasso's going to hit her cleaner than anybody's ever hit her in this fight because she's done it the first time. She'll do it again. Why? Because she's not mixing. She's not moving her head. She's not moving her head at all. Muay Thai stance, you rarely move your head. Look at these fights in Muay Thai. The Muay Thai fighters can't get mad. I'm watching these fights every day, and I'm like, dude, these girls and guys are taking concussive blows. They don't believe they don't they don't do slick things like boxes or kickboxes. You know, they're not moving their head like that. They're trained to take a blow and give a blow. So Valentina's got to take out some of that Muay Thai element and be a boxer in this fight. All right. Last thing I say, she got to mix up her takedowns. You know, she got to mix up her takedowns because she might get caught with a head kick or a knee this time shooting in telegraph. You know, she's got to mix up her takedowns by either cage wrestling Grasso, taking her off the cage and, you know, taking her down, tripping tripping her, catching a kick, catching a head kick, you know, being wide open to those kicks and um, catching, catching Grasso in a combination, dropping a level. Hope they watch me call those spars because Carla got her down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Carla, Carla had some success. So I'm just saying. But those are the keys, I think, for um for uh Valentina. Yeah, yeah. Six said Valentina's head is always online. Yeah, somebody just noticed, you know. Um, you know, a long time. You said can't be flat footed on a fight that switches stance frequently in a fight. No, you can't. You gotta you gotta be lighter on your toes, man. You got to be lighter on your toes in this fight. Easy said Mighty Mouse told Val no spinning on his fight pick but he still picked grasso <laughs> i mean yeah like i said that too like 
no more special effects. You know, no special effects. None of that spinning, none of that spinning fancy stuff. You know, you got to stop that. That's not going to work. That's not going to work against Grasso, who's straight shooting, who's a straight striker. Don't do that. So let's look at Grasso. What do I want to see Grasso do? I want to see this with Grasso. I want to see her push in behind her jab. Like Grasso waited a lot in, you know, second and third round. Grasso waited a lot to me. I want to see her push in more behind that jab this time. Like when she throws that right southpaw jab, I want to see her push in and invade Valentina's space. Because when Valentina is not stationary, she's not going to get off that many punches. All right. Like if she's not flat footed and her feet aren't planted, you can get off more, you know. So if she pushes in behind the jab, like she did a couple of times, and gets her to the cage, boom, boom, boom. You know, those straight combinations with Val's to the corner and in the cage. Valentina's not really going to move her head like a boxer. So if she pushes in behind that jab, she might catch her early with that. You know, catch her with that one, two, three, like she did a few times. She'll connect on that chin. It might stop her. That was one thing I noticed, like, when she would let that offense go push behind the jab, that could end the fight early for her. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, lock that in right now and let y'all know that that's a possibility. Like, if she pushes in behind that jab and gets Val off of her stationary stance and gets against the cage and she connects more than once, she can, more than twice, she could stop her. She could rock her back. So I think pushing in behind her jab is the key here because Grasso puts together nice combinations. You know, she pushes together. She puts together some nice combinations, you know. So I think when that combination comes and she gets her off of her stance, that's the key right there. Head kick, man. I want to see her set up some head kicks. Set up some head kicks. I think Grasso needs to set up a couple of head kicks in this fight. They're there. Again, you know, Valentina's not moving her head. She's not moving her head. And if you can find that range with the right hand or the left hand, if you fall short just by a little bit, the kick is longer, so if you miss with that left hand, you come back with a right kick, boom, you can get it, you know? So I say set up some head kicks. And I think she needs to take Val down a few times. I think she has the ability to take Val, Valentina down, you know, early in the fight, just to kind of show that I can get your respect and I'm just as strong, you know? Val, Grasso been putting on this muscle, too, so I'm like, you've been putting on this size, I want to see you get some takedowns, okay? And if she does that, that's going to wear Valentina down, I think. If she initiates takedowns and puts her on her back, Grasso can really get the fight more so in her favor. And I'll say this last. I think that it's going to be kind of hard to win a decision for Grasso in this fight. Especially if Valentina ups the ante with her strikes. I think she got to go for the KO, man. I think she got to go for the finish. And I think the way Grasso fights, she can go for the KO. She can go for the KO or the finish without putting her chin out there or without her getting knocked out. So all goes back to what I was saying. Head kicks, pushing in behind her jab, getting Valentina off of her feet and out of her stance. No head movement. It's right there. It's right there. All right. Oh, man. So with that, I see some of y'all already asked. So who's who's your pick? Who is your pick? 
What's your prediction? All right. Man, my prediction. Let me think. Mm. See, part of me says Valentina is smart enough to come back, right? I think she's smart enough to come back and do what she has to do. But there's some, like I said, verbally, there was some shaky things that were said. So that makes it hard to, makes it hard, it makes it hard to pick her. Grasso has done a lot of things I've seen in the past where boxers, even in boxing, where they figure you out, they beat you next time around. Yep, they really figured you out. You know what I mean? They really figured you out. Oh, man. Oh, man. So with that being said, Hmm. Easy said, I think Valentina might try to utilize leg kicks to hamper Grasso's movement. That's what I would tell her to do. They were working in the first fight. You know, when she would throw some nice little inside leg kicks every now and then in her jab. Sink said, Grasso, he's going Grasso. Mastermind said, Grasso by finish. Oh, man, let me think. I don't want... I don't want to jump ship that fast and say it's completely over. Grasso's got a great, Grasso's got a great game plan though, man. Like she came up with a great game plan the first time. Mm, man. The one thing that makes it a little bit easier to kind of pick no, well, not easy, but I can see why people would pick Grasso is because Grasso is at a stage in her career where she can change. You know what I mean? She can change around. Valentina, she's more of a fighter that I can see people seeing set in her ways. It's hard for her to change now. It's hard for her to change technically and mentally. But the thing is, you know, Grasso, Valentina was doing enough to win the fight, so she knows how to win a fight. But the question is, can Grasso go around and dominate this time? It's hard to say Grasso will go in there and dominate, because if she could have dominated the first time, I think she would have, though, man. I think she would have, like she would have taken over. But even then, she shows some respect. Hmm. Let me see. Mastermind said he picked her and he maintained it. Uh, let me see. Let me see. You know what? I'm a, I'm gonna I'm not gonna jump I'm not gonna jump over like that. I I'm I'm I think I think Valentina has enough in her to get this back. I think she does, man. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with Valentina in this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Valentina in this one. <coughs> and not even the fact like I'm like you know like I is a hard a hardcore Valentina fan. I just think that she I think I'm trying to give the legend the chance here. I'm trying to give this legend a chance here. I'm trying to give the legend a chance. 
See when um see when Nunez lost that first time to Pena, I was like, oh no, Nunez got this. Even in the rematch, I was like, Nunez can bounce back from this. This one here is totally different. This is totally different, man. This is totally different here. This one's a tight fight. This one really is a tight competitive fight. Like there was some mechanics here in this fight that just Ephraim said can't pick against her this time. That's how I feel about Valentina. She lost the first time, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick against. The man said, "Amazing how one loss and people forget how great of a fighter she is. She has one kick and one punch knockout power. One kick power, yeah, definitely. You know, she definitely got that. But um, it's not the fact that people forget here. It's the fact that people are evolving. You know what I mean? Fighters evolve, and when you watch that first fight, you see her fighting an evolved fighter." Like she, she had to, she had to face some type of adversity she never faced before. You know what I mean? So some people do forget. Don't, don't get me wrong. Some people forget. They do forget how great a fighter is, but same time, if that great fighters never faced this type of adversity, you never know. Reload said, will Valentina retire if she loses? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think she might give it another shot at flyweight. If not, she might go up to 135. You know, I don't think she'll quit like that. Because she's still got some fight years left in her, she says. But you never know, depending on how bad the beating is. But I, I, I don't think she would retire. Robot Chicken said, you can't ignore Val saying it's a fluke. That's a red flag. She's too arrogant to change. Mm. Man, that's the thing to think about, too, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it hard to pick, man. It's, that's what makes it hard to pick Valentina 100%, man, because, like, she says things like that. You know, she says things like that, like, I didn't have to learn from it. But maybe what she's saying is different than what she's actually going to do. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not betting on this fight, and I really personally don't have a horse in this race. Like I said, the Manon Rose fight, that was more my horse speed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Last week, I really wanted to, you know, pick that one right and just say, hey, you know, hey, fighter, I like this win in this one. But this one, I like both fighters, and um, I'm trying to enjoy this one. I'm trying to enjoy. This is like Tyler Aaron to me a little bit. You know, I want to enjoy this fight. Like I, I re, you know, I pulled my pick out of that Tyler Aaron. I was like, I'm not even picking in this one, man, because I like both of these girls here. I tell you one thing, man, it's going to be a good fight tomorrow, though. It's going to be a, a good fight. But I am going to be on tomorrow. You know, uh, give a thumbs up or just say, okay, if y'all going to join me for the full card tomorrow, I'm going I'm to be on for the full card because it's like four fights and they all over the place. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to watch the whole fight card with y'all tomorrow. I'm going to have it up. Have some uh, Taco Bell and whatever, you know, <laughs> not Taco Bell, but some tacos or something. I got to go get some tacos or something or some nachos or something for this fight card.
So what y'all think, man? Grasso, Grasso, Grasso. Got a lot of Grasso picks. I know that for sure. But I'm about to get off of here now, y'all. It's been fun. You know, make sure y'all subscribe. Like always, had to do this show on live because I said, man, you know, I've been busy. Let me get on here and talk to y'all. Ephraim said, ring the bell of illiterate WMMA names. We got another one in Marnik Man. Marnik Man. Um, <laughs> let me see. Who else do we got? Marnik Man. Marnik Man. She's got a unique name. Marina Moreau. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Marnik Man. Marina Moreau. Yeah, Jazzy ja Jazzy Vicious, Jazzy Jasuda Vicious, yeah, Miranda Maverick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Grasso by TKO. The man said, want to save your money, bet on Val. Only reason I said it is because that that lately the fix has been in. You know what I mean? I don't know. If Val wins, we all going to have to bow down to James Prez. I ain't bowing down to Jack, <laughs> we ain't bound. I ain't bound down to nothing. He um, if I uh, if I pick Val, I ain't bound down there. <laughs> the man said, "I ain't bound exactly. I ain't bound down to nothing but Jesus for real." Yes, sir. That's it. That's the only one I'm bound down for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. And that's real. So, yeah, I'm out, y'all. But um, I'm going to stick with Val in this one, y'all. I'm going to stick with Val. It's, it's all fun and games. It's, that's all it is. James Prez. Just look, just so y'all know, I don't know if you were around last year, Easy E. If Valentina does lose, there's always a link for, for him to come and cry on, like he did last year. <laughs> I gave him a shoulder to cry on. He came on the link. I know, I know, man. He he, you know, last year he came on. He came on and took a link. I put the link in the in the description. He came on. And he let me see how you know how hurt he was when Valentina lost. And I let him. I let him cry it all out. I let him cry it all out. Mojo said, "Thanks." So it's always combo. I'm. I'm like you. Either way, this is good. I'm still pulling for Valentina. I'm, I know the future's changing for real. I like to see her one more win, one more. Same here, man. Like same with like Roy Bernard Hopkins and some of my favorite fighters that lost. I want to see him go out with a big one, man. You know, I want to see him go out and get some redemption. Ali. All of them. I want to see them go out and get a, get some real redemption, and show that they can be, you know, show that they can be better than what they used to be, and learn from humility. The man said, "Great channel, my man. I am a sub. Thanks for the insight. Going to be a heck of a night. Thank you, the man. I'm about to get up out of here, but I'm gonna be on tomorrow. I'm gonna be on tomorrow at seven o'clock for the card, and we're gonna watch it and witness it. But I'm out, y'all. Make sure y'all subscribe. Peace." Ephraim, 499 with the five spot. Thank you, man. He said, thanks for coming on late. As always, man, appreciate you. Appreciate everybody. I'm out.
Oh, right before I was about to leave, the man said, what do you honestly think about Holland and Jack? Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Holland in that one. Kevin Holland in that fight. Yeah. And again, I'm out.